Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast highlighting some of life's best bearing nooks and sports crannies. You found me, the biggest tiger, jammed gently into Balmain's best kept cupboard and grinning from ear to ear about one of our best wins of the year. The sweet tinkling in the background is Angus Roundface, a cat in charge of security here at the Stripe House. Recording the liquid velvet that are our voices is Uncle Tim, one of the two top producers we have on the pod. Perched like an eagle hawk, ready to strike, is the biggest earlobes in EPL, Miguel Sanchez. Hey, how are you? Yeah, well. And alongside him, this side of the ironing board, is 7 to 30, idiot savant of sport, and I'll let you work out what that ratio is during the show, Dr. Hauser, MD. Lucky I've got a doctorship to be able to work out that. <laughs> what? Yeah, wow. There's a 7 30 already. Did you enjoy the intro, gentlemen? It was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And before our employers complain, and we know that they are managers from Brazer.com, our listeners. Do you mean Brazers? Yeah. Sure. I mean, you'd know, you'd know better than I would. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's our, our, figure that one out. The views today are our own. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's have some beers and celebrate Mikey's stitch up. How is no, that right? a stitch up? Well, you're a stitch up just generally. There you are. Thanks, mate. Thanks, I'll mate. Thanks, mate. We are uh, opening these beautiful Balmain beers with the greatest bottle opener of all time. Year of the Tiger. You can have it. And it's uh, not, you can't have the bottle opener, obviously, Hugo. You can have the beer. Uh, And we are this week drinking a Balmain Brewing Company original Bock. I have no idea what the name insinuates, but it's a darker beer. It looks quite dark in the bottle. Excellent, illustrating for the listeners at home. I'm just trying to paint a mental picture for them. How do you feel about dark beer, P-Dog? Dark beer, P-Dog. I'm a big fan of dark beer. I would be one to buy a two-year-old, but I'm yep. also one to enjoy a stout of um, higher classification as well. So this looks like it might be in, in I running. Is it in stout category? I don't know. Oh, traditional re- tradition revived. Well, I that- love about man. I very rarely get a dark a dark ale, though, but I love about main beer. Mm, I would generally steer clear of. Dark beer. Generally. Unless it's a 50-50 <coughs> bruiser old mate special. Yes. Now, those I love. On special occasions Half old, only. half new. Mm. It's when you get respect at the pub. Yeah. Mm. But these ones, I had a dark one once at a, a dark beer that is once uh, in a four-pack at Aldi where they were doing bar mains where you get all four of their shenanigans in one right. little wow. boxy thing. Fuck Aldi, what a bunch of legends. Eight dollar rosés, been taken away wine awards, allegedly. <laughs> it's so a it's, pack. Yeah. And now uh, Barman's Best Podcast is drinking Barman's Best Beer. Uh, now, gentlemen, what's happening this week? What's happening this week or what happened in the week that was? Yeah, the week that was. Yeah, it was pretty much the same as last week. I was just saying to P-Dog, I got to do some more things on the weekend so that I have more to talk about in this section. Yeah. Uh, I had a few beers on Friday night. Tried to stay up for the Arsenal game. This morning, but didn't. Failed. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could offer Miguel some ideas for the weekend. I've just been running on um, housework again, gardening. Mm. What else have we been doing? Bunnings. Bunnings is one of, I think we should get that as a sponsor yeah, for I the don't show. Have a, I don't Good have sausage. I love great sausage yesterday. Mm. Mm. Went there today and I was just a little bit too early. I didn't stop for a sausage. Now, the problem with getting Bunnings on with us is that Miguel and I look like big dudes, but we aren't very handy with our hands. No. Unless you're talking to the ladies. But the <laughs> the P-Dog is you are a more like a I build houses, I can do whatever I want, which is why Bunnings would love you. But I, I've only ever been there when someone's I don't have a house there. to build on. 
Yeah, but that doesn't give you discounts. And I, I can't anyway. Oh, come on. Even if you had a little spot of land to build on, are you the guy? I can't even. I can't do flat pack. I mean, I moved into a new place <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. How do I construct this cardboard box? And I, I got a bed that, you know, looked not very complicated. Four fucking hours later, <laughs> I mean, with one screwdriver. I should have had a drill, really, and another set of hands. Couldn't, like, I did it, but I was. Well, there's your weekend. Living, sweating, swearing. You know, it was not a great time. There for me. So it stands to reason that my handyman ability is in the lowest. Now, third speaking of, of handyman, I'm worried that our friend Uncle Tim's worried that every time you look at the doctor to talk to him, you're moving your face from the mic. So just be aware of that. Okay, thank you. Luckily, I'm just going to stare said, at the wall now. Luckily, you've said nothing of importance so far, listeners. So don't worry, Miguel. Talk to me about. Oh no, I did do something extra. Yeah, how was your weekend? weekend? I never <clears throat> ask you that, so I feel yeah, like well, this no is the week cares. where I'm going to ask you. That's fine. How was your weekend? Friday night, I went to the Bridge Hotel in Roselle and went to Rugby League the Musical, and it is excellent. As I put on social media, if you have gone to one or watched one Rugby League game this year and liked it, you will love Rugby League the Musical. It is extremely funny. Uh, it's it's silly and laughs with and at Rugby League. Can you give us a song? Uh, I can't. You know the Where is Sydney? It's in Queensland. Oh, Where it. is he wrote that one, and it's and it's still timeless, still brilliant to this day. Well, then they should be marketing that. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the vibe is with his marketing thing. But anyway, I'm telling everyone to go. Uh, also, there was like some small celebrities in there. Spud Carroll was there. Yvonne Sampson was there. So I was blushing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Spud wasn't sitting in the front row. You wouldn't see much. <laughs> Well, he's a front row guy, though. That's but, exactly right. Uh, plugged to his gym. But my the most beautiful tiger, my wife, came and to the show and uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. That's so good. That, that means that you, normal sports listener, will also sincerely enjoy it. Um, and then the rest of the weekend was devoted to her because we all know my Sundays are unfortunately devoted to rugby league. Now, Miguel, talk to me about Ninja Warriors. I haven't been watching it a lot, but well, the final was last week. And I thought you were big into it. I, I've watched quite a few episodes. Oh, don't get me right, wrong, right. and I love, I love watching it. Uh, I think it was a great show. My only problem is that it didn't go for longer. Mm. But I think I saw you tweet something that said, in the other episodes, you always look at it going, "Oh fuck yeah, I can do that." In the finals, it looks that's it twenty times harder. Now let me preface this by saying that I can't do any of that. But the, the finals ones look particularly difficult. Like twice I think, the amount I of think obstacles. where they've gone wrong is they've had three weeks of successful runs where they could have had 52 weeks of fails. Mm. There would have been some and cracking let's not beat around the bush. We're all looking for people to fail. Oh, is yeah. that exactly. correct? Yeah. When in that grand final one, I was loving watching those people who looked like they were the, the bee's knees and were just drowning. If Especially I when made... they were in that first one, they got in the rope and then they're swinging and then all of a sudden they're swinging like left to right instead of yes. back to front. And I think one thing I took away from it is if you look the part and you look really fit, mm. you yeah. generally didn't make it very far. It's yeah. the, the unassuming, you got to be a rock hey, I, I'm like a baker or I cut yep. trees down That's for right. a living, neck minute. At the Arborist, learn that word. Yep. Yeah, arboreal Rock climber services. and a wife beater. <laughs> They seem to do better, but I didn't watch the final, but it seemed like it generated a lot of interest. Well, the, the crazy thing about it is you're constantly beating everything and you're being timed, as in yeah. like how long did it take you? But then the final was like, hey, you got 20 seconds. What? Go. <laughs> what? Yeah. And so that was what was killing some of them. When they got to that crazy board where you were hanging onto a board that was shaking over your head and then they had to jump to another one. It just looked so impossible. That wasn't even the hardest stuff. When they were showing us the, the possible stuff that was coming up, one of them... I can't remember what it was now, but some of them look so ridiculous. Yeah, there's yeah. one where you have to f- 
hold onto rings and and use your body weight to flip them over pegs oh, that's brilliant. on an incline. Oh, yes. And then you've got to get over to one. Uh, that looked fucking That's brilliant. Terrible. I mean, the who one... sits there and draws up these awful diagrams of, you know, <laughs> sucked in, guys, yeah. like you're going to have to do this. I think it's there, there's not enough of a balance of ninjaship in um, this Ninja Warrior, whereas Wipeout, you're getting punched in the face and you've got to hold yes. on. Yeah. So there I should th- be some I think there's blocking be, there's be more like Takeshi's Castle <laughs> from right. Japan. It is yes. hard. but Based it's, on people's yes. failure. The exactly. more you fail, the more popular Takeshi's you become. Takeshi's Castle, that's not the one... It's a Japanese game show. Yeah, but that's not the one with the ones with the where it's like one team and you verse another team. No, it's no. just it's just people absolutely. Yeah. What's the one themselves? where it's Japanese like Japanese wipeout? What's the one where there's like five guys and they're like they look like a boy band, and then you verse is them? Is it Japanese? It's Japanese. I, I think it's called like Aja's Akashi's. What? Well, I don't know. Good chat. Now, uh, the doctor, your Twitter account lit up after last episode. Did you see that? Yes. I did. I had a great conversation with... Uh, Lucky you're on private. Exactly. I have, the censorship isn't important in my life. Mm. I don't want to be hassled too much, but right. that Michael Matthews comment. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're out there. Michael Matthews, I think, is back in Canberra and he would agree that he had a pretty good run. So I appreciate all the um, involvement and it shows that people are getting involved. And listening. And listening. Mm. So keep it up. Like, hit me up with any contra- confrontation. You've inspired you me to say some more incorrect things, so at least I get... <laughs> Incorrect, you think? Ooh, You're taking bang. allegedly incorrect. Allegedly incorrect. You're I'm taking one opinion one against another. Other. Anyway, right. so yes, and two is new. Haven't got back to me. They've just um, swept that one under the rug about their incorrect statistics. Although Uncle underscore Tim did tweet out uh, during the week that the the that your VFL thing was correct, and that's the exactly thing, right. And two is new hasn't acknowledged it. Right. I'm just waiting. They will. The West Tigers have continued their walk along the NRL tightrope. Yes, they did with another incredible win. Uh, did you say <coughs> another incredible win? Yeah. Well, yeah, we beat the nuts. There's been a few. And we beat the dogs, mm. the bottom of the table. Uh, anyway, league fans, you know what that soundbite indicates. It's time to investigate the rugby league round that was. Round 21, Thursday, Panthers played the Bulldogs at Pepper Stadium. Panthers got away with this one 16-8. Gentlemen, jump in with questions or comments as I go. Look, and I love, you both know I love footy, and it's games like this. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> it's games like this that really remind me how much I love it to want to continue to watch 80 minutes of that yes. diabolicalness. Penrith's halves, fullbacks and wingers were great, but their forwards never really showed anything. The dogs' forwards uh, did have a good game, but the back line did very little. So we ended up watching grown men trying to put the wrong sides of batteries together. What it felt like. <laughs> the dogs halves, the new all their opposites. That's right. The 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 new guy Froley Fro- Foley, who isn't that new anymore, but he's new in the starting sign, I guess. Uh, and soon to be Tigers legend Josh Reynolds didn't work very well together, and so Foley. Has a good kicking game but doesn't have the game vision to lead the team while he's leading them instead of Reynolds still baffles me. I don't know why they get him to do it. But the Panthers, the man in the football, uh, the man with the football's most solid and sculptured jawline, Nathan Cleary had another solid game, continuing his excellent second half of the year, really cementing a good run for them into the finals. Hasler is a super coach, and by that I mean he coaches like he plays fantasy football super coach. Can I just jump in there? There's some statistics coming out with Des Hasler. He hasn't missed the final since 2004. Oof. This year is the year. So if he's still standing up at Canterbury, we're going to be seeing some unhappy some fans. Unhappy saying. fans. 
He reads all the articles, he does all the homework, and yet this week he's he had another shit week. All gear, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> his rookies haven't paid off, his captain doesn't seem to do as much as he used to, and so it's time to do what I've done, check out and start again to start thinking about New Year, Mr. Supercoach. Uh, Friday, Warriors and the Sharks at Mount Smart Stadium. 12-26, the Sharks really put this one away. I can't see the Warriors winning another game ever again in the history of their club's history. They played in the same bizarrely unpredictable way that the Knights uh, and the Tigers do, but the bad kind of unpredictable. But the difference in the Nui and the Tigers is that we are a team full of kids where the Warriors have such an excellent team on paper. They have an international spine, for example, with the fullback halves and hooker all playing for New Zealand, and they still play terribly. And before anyone reminds me that Johnson, their best player, was out, I'll remind you that they've played this exact brand of crazy, frustrating football for the last nine million seasons, <laughs> even with Johnson. <laughs> so start winning and stop rolling over, Warriors. And I'm firing you up because the Knights listened to me last week. Sharks look the goods. I'd hate for them to go back to back, but I think it's great for Rugby League that they're still playing well this year and so that their premiership wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Uh, Eels and Broncos at ANZ Stadium. <clears throat> and this was an excellent game. This was playing while I was at uh, Rugby League the Musical and I was looking through the doorway to see what the score was doing. The Eels got up over the Broncos 28-14. This is the tip that we all lost. The Eels team was not the same team as last week, luckily for the Tigers, because they would have demolished us <laughs> if they played like this last week. They showed so much belief in their attacking options against a team which is known for its goal line defence. The most disappointing thing about this game for me is Brisbane made convicted domestic violence offender Avaha look like he can play well. Moses had an absolute blinder for the Eels too, which was needed as their best player. Clint Gutherson was unable to play. And it's great to see Moses playing well. I've got nothing against him anymore. In fact, while watching the game, I realised the game the Eels played was exactly the kind of football the Tigers are trying to play. Bop up the middle and look for an offload. Later in the set, trust your halves and fall back to create something expansive and unpredictable. Eels did it excellently and, as you'll find out later, the Tigers didn't do a bad job of it today too. Saturday, Knights and Dragons, McDonald Jones Stadium. I've got to look that up. What the hell is McDonald it? McDonald Jones? Is it called McDonald's because of McDonald's? No, it's a home building. It's oh. like Mastered and Homes. Oh. McDonald Jones will McDonald build your John dream stadium. home. Oh, there you go. Do they do a lot of it out there? Must. Okay. Well, they want to. Unless they want to invest in that stadium because Newcastle Knights won't play there. <laughs> well, you say that's the only place they've got to win. Speaking of a win, and I'm sure the Knights fans who listen to this, or one of you, uh, are excited about hearing this. And hi, Nan. And there we go. The final piece of evidence proving that the Knights listened to the pod. I tweeted during the week wishing Hodson, Hodgson, Hod, a, Hodkinson, Hodkinson. Hodkinson, thank you. Good a effort, win, though. A win for his 150th game. And the Knights account wrote back to me. So I was thinking, oh, that aroused a little suspicion subtly that they might be listening to my views. But then when they came out and didn't just try to win, they actually actually won. It resolved my thinking. The Knights listened to me, uh, listened to me last week when I was firing them up, and they did as they were told. Dragons struggled to get to their kicks, completing only 62% of their sets. But the Knights finally kept their possession and completed an entire game and finally got the win. It would have been great to hear the um, comments by the commentators. Last week we were predicting what might be said about the Knights having a go, mm. turning up. They've it all, looks like they're having fun when they play. They've got big smiles when they're in defence. Uh, I was listening to this game in the car and, uh, when I was driving Saturday night and uh, I did hear the old, 
Brock Lamb's really trying out there. Oh, he Ugh. did try. I like, know, but that try that try. I think his... we discussed last week that trying is mm. no trying, but he's try. Yeah, he tried. His little grubber and collection. There was a uh, controversial banker decision that got quite a lot of coverage in that game mm. with a dragon's try being disallowed because there was insufficient evidence to prove that the ball had gone backwards of yep. a catch of a kick. Having watched that briefly. Uh, that may have swung the game because I would have put him in within one point. Listen, if you need one bunker call to go your way to beat the Knights, you weren't convinced. Then <laughs> come yeah. on. So I'm not giving you that, and I'm not dragons, and I'm also saying to you, we all get bung, bung, bunker calls. So too bad. I'm now quietly hoping that the table bottoms out with the dogs rather than the Knights. How you yeah, all feeling about sure. that? I would. Wouldn't that be prefer- that would be great? That would be so great, especially when they're eight hit points. For me, as well, because at the moment. as we've mm. discussed, I have many secret allegiances that you started to discover as the pods were yeah. on. So I can safely say that the Bulldogs are not one of because your brother has a secret allegiance to the dogs. He does not. Just saying that tool. <laughs> well, that's I, either that or he has a secret death wish to the rabbits. Because I remember when the, we were watching the rabbits Bulldogs grand final, where it felt like the entire world was on the rabbits. He was sitting there. Yeah. The rabbits, come on, dogs. <laughs> that actually that sounds, sounds just like, like him. him. Yeah, it's a great, great interpretation. Well, I thought he was here for a moment. Get out of here, Dave. Speaking of the rabbits, they played the Raiders at ANZ Stadium, eighteen thirty-two. So runs, meters gained, offloads, kicks. Penalties and missed tackles in this game were exactly the same in terms of spat, in terms of stats. The major difference in this game was line breaks, one to six to the Raiders. Their back line is way too good at finishing a try to give them six line breaks and them not to score more than you. Most trusting or most frustrating thing for the Rabbits fans has got to be the hookers. Both Cook and Farah are good hookers, and yet both of them look out of place in their team plan. Madge really needs to rectify that for um, 2018. The one thing he doesn't need to fix, though, is Angus Crichton. That kid is going to win a Dally M when he signs for the Tigers in 2019. <coughs> <coughs> Next. Now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully that happens. Now, last week, the Dragon Lady sent us a message using Siri. You may or may not remember. This week, her significant other, Babes. Mm, babes. Babes. Who is- Tabasco and Sailor Jerry Babes. Hey. <laughs> One of the loosest, no, sorry, who is one of those blokes who is as loose as an untied shoelace in an open keg. <laughs> he, he messaged me during the Raiders game. <clears throat> one, the Raiders started to play unselfish football. Their defense was evidence of that. Two, Caesar and Austin are coming into their own. Three, Crichton is the star of the future. He obviously heard the Dragon Ladies' treat last week and wanted to make sure that he sounded organised and well put together this week. Not so put together due to insane rage was Pat Picanti, formerly known as Big Cat, mm. and a very good friend of Miguel Sanchez. She said, Wow. Having missed. <laughs> having missed. What was that? Was it a child? <laughs> that tiger thing yeah. they played? <laughs> yeah. Your sounded like you were Poorly executed. Yeah. <laughs> Having missed, this is Pat Picanti, having missed a game on Saturday, I was forced, and she did that, listeners, because she was at another football game, I was forced to sit through a replay of the game today. After 40 minutes, I was wondering where my team was. As it appears, South forgot to show up. After 57 minutes, I turned the TV off as Burgess, Crichton and Reynolds were all taken off the field for various injuries and fouls. Our completion rate was awful, as was almost every other aspect of the game. We made this game worse 
Uh, what made this game worse was the Raiders didn't even play particularly well and yet still won. One out of ten. Wouldn't, would not watch again. Full stop. Oof. She's That's hating life. Scathing review. She apologised afterwards about how negative it was, but I say hit him and hit him again. Uh, Roosters v Cowboys, Allianz Stadium, 22-16. If there's one thing I like, it's a massive shot in defence. Whenever you see someone lay someone out. Today at junior footy, uh, I was watching an open um, women's teams go at it and some of the shots these ladies put on were excellent and I was standing there thinking, couldn't get any better. Lay someone else out. Could you get up from that? What do you mean? Get up from the tackle. You personally? Stand up. Being hit by that, being hit that hard. Oh, me personally? I'd stay down. Yeah. Well, it depends who's watching maybe. (laughs) Or what time of the game it is. It's a, anyway, so I love it when I see a massive shot in defence. If there's one thing I love, it's a couple in a row and the Roosters put on one and a half sets of non-stop absolute lay me out on a stretcher tackles in the 53rd and 55th minute and it had me swooning. Crazy thing about that is I found myself supporting the cows and was about, but had to sploosh over this um, defensive effort from the Roosters. Unfortunately for the cows, it completely changed the momentum of the game and the Roosters score the equalising points off the, off the back of that defensive set almost straight away. Takeaho just exploded in the last 10, in that 10 minutes. Massive hits, lots of runs and a bunch of line breaks. Absolutely massive effort from that big man. And when I say effort, I don't mean he was trying. I actually mean he was putting in effort and doing. Both teams completed almost 90% in their completion rates and were like 50%. That's impressive. That's nuts. It's a good game. And so they should both go deep into the finals. And it was a great game. Today. uh, Woo! Not there yet. Hold on. Storm. (laughs) The storm destroyed the Seagulls at Amy Park. 40 to 6. And this... We tipped everything the same except for this game because I was really anticipating um, that Cam Smith wouldn't play and I also did not know that it was his 350th game. Queensland, that is the Melbourne Storm, love an occasion like this and wow, did they turn it up. Uh, I'm not in any way a Cam Smith supporter. If anything, I think he's slightly overrated. In the same way that I think Darren Lockyer and Terry Lamb, although were good players, are also slightly overrated. But as Smith joined both of those two players as the only players to make 350 games, he, apps, Cam Smith, absolutely dominated in this game. I do, however, like Kronk and I love the Fox and so I was also happy to see them both play well. And, of course, it's great to see Manly lose. Speaking of Manly losing, let's hear again from that sad old Cogra Bay Eagle. Wow. Typical outstanding Melbourne performance again. A very poor display by Manly. Manly played shit house. <laughs> Fucking reckon. I mean, there's, there should be a whole bunch of sad face emojis there, but I just had to make them sound like his it. character count probably ran down. Yeah. Uh, and to the game of the round, which wrapped off an excellent, wrapped up an excellent. Uh, nah, nah, wrapped off. Wrapped off. <laughs> just wrap it off. Biggie T wrapped off an excellent round. Uh, well, the Knights got an excellent win and we got an excellent win because we put the Titans to bed. I haven't written down the score. 4-20? to 20? 26-4. 26. Yeah, 4-26. Wow. First half I've written here, not a beautiful half of football. Happy we scored and happy we went in at the half um, up. up. But at the time I can already feel that I am pretending that we're going to, like I'm feeling like we're going to lose. You, so I'm trying to look you, the- you were very stressed and I... I- have to admit that it was actually quite a comfortable 
I don't think it was. When? The coaches would have been pulling... You don't pulling... watch enough Tigers games, obviously. I know I don't, but the I sat there thinking... coaches like would have been pulling their hair out. Yeah. The well, knock-ons, the forward passes, the... No. He is. He he's wants to be. a junior coach. That's sometimes. exactly right. Long distance coach. And, that's, <laughs> and also, well, now I know the Knights are listening. I'm also coaching them. <laughs> but also, as the doctor pointed out, he said it should have been 12 all at half time. So the fact that nothing was happening. There are a couple it of decisions like something that was even out. To, is that mm. a couple of tries, bunker decisions that yep. were wrong, but in the end equated to nothing because we got a poor one against us and vice versa. Yeah. Speaking of the big T feelings we're going to lose, let me continue. Titans look more likely to score, more likely to score, which is disappointing considering the amount of possession we had in their red zone. Gcam again is having a great game, and I still can't be- and I still can't help getting a little bit excited every time Teddy gets the ball. End of the game. I watched a game where the Tigers played 80 minutes. Defensive effort remained all day. The Shitans had a lot of errors, but that I think was off the back of our excellent effort. Every player played well, all 17. Brooks had a few bad kicks, and Lolo again did his weirdness where he runs the short side in the second half, but they made up for it tenfold in other ways. So great to see Woodsy get over. Just, I mean, I loved this game. I'll be watching the replay again tomorrow for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Lawrence for equaling the all-time scorer for the West Tigers. Equaling, he got 76, equaling... Benji Marshall. Well done, Miguel. Uh, now, what I 74 read... 74 tries. Did you say 76? No, I said 76. I'm going to... Do you want a sandwich better? I don't, but let's have a... Great. Well, I can already hear Come Uncle on, Tim Vegemite. looking it up on the internet. Stats monster. And I'm, you're going to get a big like hand in your face. At former legend... I'd like to think at West Tigers will fly back to Sydney tonight, except Woods and Tedesco, who will be made to catch a bus because they're not on the bus. Oh. Hashtag shitans and tigers. And the pod's biggest fan outside of our uh, immediate family, uh, at one-eyed tiger underscore. Enjoyable vi- – who was at the game, by the way? Enjoyable victory. We didn't capitalise on every opportunity, but I was impressed with the D when it mattered. I – Really like winning. Looks a bit too slow and predictable in the 20 meter zone, but a win's a win. Hash, this is our house. <laughs> and he's throwing that in, of course, because of Jared Hayne doing that in our house the other day. Tim? According to Australian Rugby League. According to Australian Rugby League. Project.org. Project. The fuck uh, is that? The website he's using right now? Using? 76. Oh, oh, shit. No, you're really good. Stitched up. Maybe I can't read numbers properly. Mm. <laughs> I think Maybe Charles it. was quoting Middleton there. You got to. <laughs> we're just talking about West Tigers, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah no. Nah. Maybe the big T's is like better at everything. And a shout out to all Tigers fans who sat through the blistering cold game at Sea Town to watch us lose to the Shitans. This one is for us. Now, just before we move off the greatest game of all, we asked the Twitter world: as the last line of defence after a 40, 50 meter break, what do you do when you've made the tackle? Hash NRL ethics. Do you hold down risking the bin or do you let them up, retreat and risk the try? What do you think, Miguel? I think I voted on that and also checked the results. I think... No, you just tell us what you're going to do. Okay, I've, I think I voted hold down and risk the bin. What about you? Definitely. <clears throat> you got to see what the team's doing to work out what you're going to do. So you've got the shirt down, you're trying to stumble your way up, so you're going to hold them down. Really? Okay, I mean, I, I, I'd say let him up, retreat and, and have a crack at defending again. But nah, then you've got no marker. You're the marker. If you're retreating. Well, you're retreating back to the 10. I reckon, well, I still reckon you just keep, you keep, you rely on the boys. The boys will get you done. 
You go to the bin, they're almost definitely going to score twice. Whereas it's I feel the same like, but nine times out of ten, you don't go to the bin. No way. I'd uh, say yeah, one I'd out of two, you go to the bin. No. Mm. You got to do it tactfully. Anyway, the, the, ask Cam Smith. <laughs> Just the, as an aside, I think relying on the boys is the same Cavalier philosophy that has led the Tigers to where they are <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Twitter sphere agreed with you two Gronks with 75, 25% going that way. Uh, I was not prepared for this. Give me a sec. Interesting try by Teddy as well. I love sport. Oh, actually, let's do your thing because he did. You mean the time when. The time yeah, where they obviously did not use a player to score, but then they didn't give it well, to no, us. Well, no, that the was the terror. Where... I think that was a bad bunker decision. I think if anyone impeded the Titans player, it was his own player to yeah. not make the tackle. But then he scored a try off an accidental kick. But watching the replay showed really great. Like he'd know, he, he knew that he kicked it yeah. and he kept chasing and that ended up being a try. I think the point I made to you was that as a player, when the bunker gets so many things wrong, do you think that would eventually impede the player's work ethic in the sense that if Teddy just feels like the bunker's going to, you know, dip him of a try, will he even chase that Well, ball? I think this shows that the bunker dash VRFs have the opposite effect of that, whereas any other – 20 years ago, someone does that and kicks it, that player goes, there's no way they're going to let me score this. But Teddy goes, holy crap, I think I kicked that, runs and scores and says, check it upstairs because the on-field referee said no try, just like every other human in the world. Mm. But because he knew there was a video ref, he was like, you should check this. But also the bunker – Makes a huge bung on. Yeah, uh, well, they make some pretty questionable decisions. And you've got so. to give player instinct is the one that's going to actually make that happen. And yeah. that's it's all instinct. You're not going to be thinking whether I should or shouldn't. You no, that's true. It. I just yeah, it was just interesting to see him chase the ball so hard because he was so confident that yeah. I feel like I wonder if the bunker decisions, if they're really poor, will affect. That. I just think that the other issue is I don't think the Titans. I don't think the Titans' um, bunker decision was the right one where where we Kevy stripped it out and it just so happened to touch. I think it was Don's hand one more time just a knock on. I felt like that should have just been play on. But at the same time, I think Teddy's obstruction was also a bung on. So they both cancelled each other out. Teddy's excellent kick and chase, chip and chase was... You're trying brilliant. to argue to me that he meant to do that. <laughs> Look at his face. He knows what he's done. Anyway, JT, take it away again. I love sports. What's doing with your sports, BFF, Dr. Hauser? It's been another great week in the AFL. It started out terribly for the Sydney Swans. Unfortunately, we got beaten by another close one. It is, I think it goes back in history. Every time we play the Hawks, we've won a couple, very minor. We won a grand final, obviously, against them, but we got beaten again by eight points against the Hawthorne Hawks, who are number 12, and I was willing to put a sandwich on the line for them not making Did you put a finals. sandwich on it? No, no we, you asked and we said no. We backed oh. out, but later on in the podcast, you might hear it again. <laughs> anyway, so last week, I was pra- <laughs> last week I was praising the Callum Sinclair and the Buddy Franklin, yep. Buddy Franklin having a crack, and this week they managed one goal, between, one goal each. Oof. And that's not a good sign Last when you're week you were key giving, forwards. You were giving Buddy a hard time over three, three goals. Three goals, that's exactly right. So last week also I was saying how big they made the SCG look, which was a small ground, and mm. they are playing the MCG, which is a big ground, and it was tiny. Mm. They couldn't even – it was polar opposites. Yeah. They – Hawthorne – Definite playing, change in attitude from the P-Doctor this week mm. yeah. regarding the Swans. Uh, my standards were set too high. Yeah, you got too excited I last week. I got too week. excited. 10 out of 12 is a pretty good run. 
But no, we're going to settle in for another week. But then we've got another hard game against Geelong, which is another side that we absolutely struggle against. So mm. fingers across that we can actually pull something out and make it happen again this week. Nah. Oh, sorry, you keep going. Yeah, but in, in other games, there was many close games in the AFL this week, which was – it's a good – when AFL's close, it is an amazing sport because it can change in less than a minute. You could be out by 12 and you can lose and that's the best thing about AFL. So there's quite a few good results. Unfortunately, the number one place side that I put a lock on this week, which we'll talk about later, <laughs> what? got beaten by the Who number – that? I'm trying to recall last week's – 13 side. So one got beaten by 13. Give me a clue oh, as to who one is. You have the Cats or something? The Crows, Adelaide oh, the Crows. crows. That's right. Got beaten by? The Collingwood Magpies. There you so go. What a shit that's, lock. That's sort of, that's, by a lot or what, what was the scoreline? Uh, they, they were out by, the uh, Magpies were out by 38 at some one stage. And they, they were just, down 38 points they were against down, number one. No, they're winning by oh, 38 points right. and the Crows managed to get back within six. But that that just um, shows what the AFL's in at the moment. There's some pretty – It's great not, for a spectator, a I solid feel. top four. Mm. The, the key figures are slowly making their way back up. So we'll see in the next few rounds what happens. Sounds like great viewing, to be honest. Now, look, one of your – Couldn't si- say anymore. One of your Sydney Swans blokes, I think it was McVeigh, got unwillingly kissed by a Hawks player during that game. And a Swans player, Zach something. Oh, I haven't seen this. Then called the Hawks player a Zach poofter. Zach Jones, I would say. Okay. He then called the Hawks player a poofter. Right. What's doing there? Especially when last week they had the this. The pride rounds. Yeah, the pride yeah. round. And then. I didn't, I didn't come across this. Okay. Well, I mean, I agree that you can't be unwillingly kissed in any situation. But obviously saying that. Someone was that was that an anecdote, none. or was that caught on TV, or was that mouthed, or yeah, I found it on it? social media. Yeah, so I mean, I'm uh, hoping I that hasn't been. I'm hoping that hasn't come out from it because we I'll also be, live in Sydney, Hugo, a uh, P dog. So I'm sure that yes, headlines, yeah, fake news, maybe. Yeah, well, terrible timing after Pride Week. Mm, yeah, too, if that's so the case, my fingers are so tightly crossed that, that didn't happen because mm. the kiss was, definitely happened. There's footage. Oh, the of kiss! That. I've seen the. I've I'm seen just that. trying to. Ascertain what the ki- is it an actual kiss or is that some kind of he grabs him on the cheek. jersey like you would do then punch a guy in the face but he just pulls him in and then slaps one on the side of his cheek but there's a lot of like guys a headbutt, but with his lips forward a lot of those blokes Uncle have, Tim is just wow, showing Miguel the photo right now a lot of those blokes on have played is that where you found that <laughs> I love your code word for porno sites Brazer <laughs> what's that honey <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of those. <laughs> Hawthorne players have played for the Swans and vice versa. There's a lot of Hawthorne players, right. the Swans players that have played for the Hawthorne. So there will be a lot of close relationships, but that's taken into And can I time. clarify in AFL there's no bin as such? <gasps> there is, surely. No, I don't. There is no from bin. My knowledge, can you be sent? From my knowledge, you get put on report and that's about it. Oof. Yeah. That was always my biggest uh, wow moment about AFL was that, not necessarily gripe, but that there was no bin Yep, when you talk back to the ref, though, they, you lose not 10 oh. metres like rugby league. You lose 50 metres. So that's a lot of metres. That's another talk about um, the... Respect, Shane. The respect, but also the self-monitoring that's involved in AFL compared mm. to any other sport is yeah. unbelievable. On the field, I'd like everybody to remember. Uh, also, there are calls that if the Giants don't win this year, it's a wasted opportunity because of how well they're doing and all that stuff. What do you think about that? 
Oh, they started out strongly, but I wouldn't say it's a waste. They're like. Were you telling me the other day that they get all these advantages? They have. They have had a lot of advantages, but still, it's only they've only been around for five or so years. So, like, they've got to they've got to pull it together. I would say this is their strongest opportunity for sure. And when the, didn't the Western Sydney Wanderers get up? The well, they got up two two seasons ago. Yeah. They were the yeah, premiers. But the A League doesn't count. To be honest, <laughs> the Wanderers don't count. I'm totally behind you that. Can, you, <laughs> you can inject some money into the A League, and you might get South Melbourne winning next year. But um, the AFL is an absolute. They've there is solid. There's veins of the AFL community that have had four or five generations playing. Like right. it's not something easy to crack into, and you'll just win. Mm. Rugby league's similar. Well, Melbourne, Melbourne Storm did, did a great job, but yeah. again, they were absolutely and stocked. And yeah, well, did they win it? Well, they won the second one, I think, legitimately. Yeah, but then their second year, I should say. Yes, but then I think the other ones after that. Yes. They just celebrated, by the way, their ten year anniversary of their twenty oh seven grand final win, which is one of the asterisks. That would have been they awkward. Didn't win. Yeah, yeah, how bizarre. Yeah, no I rings. Can't believe you're celebrating that. Anyway, uh, Miguel Sanchez. What's been happening in the world of foosball? So uh, the preseason continues. It's a very lengthy preseason. I've been covering it for this is the third week now. It was the Emirates Cup that they're holding in London. Um, held every year. I didn't actually watch the games this week, and I have to apologise <laughs> because they one is played tomorrow. Wow! So I can't actually watch that for the pod. The other one was at three o'clock this morning, and I just don't have the stamina to wake up at that hour anymore. Right. The time zone's them. not going to change though. You realise that? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, so you're going to have to... I cross my fingers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're playing the early game, you're going to have to uh, stay awake. So the Emirates Cup's held, obviously, every year since 2007. Actually, not so obviously, because people may not know. Uh, except for 2012 because of the Olympics and 2016 because of the Euros. Oh. Uh, it's a cool competition because Arsenal invite players to London to play against them. So it changes every year in terms of the teams that are involved. So this year they invited... Uh, Leipzig from Germany, Benfica from Portugal and Sevilla from Spain, all of whom I believe are sponsored by Emirates, hence the Emirates Cup name. Uh, They play one match on Saturday, which was today's game, and one on Sunday, which will be tomorrow's. Um, Unfortunately, not all teams play each other, which is the only letdown. So there will be one fixture that you won't see see on that. Uh, The interesting thing about the scoring for Emirates Cup is that it's three for a win and one for a draw as per usual, but you also get a goal, a point for each goal scored, which can make it very interesting. Change things. Um, the Gunners have won it half of them, so four of the eight that have been held, but Hamburg, uh, the New York Red Bulls, uh, Valencia and Galatasaray <laughs> have also won it in previous right. years. Uh, they played last night against Benfica from Portugal and they won that 5-2. So, so I've been eight able, points straight away. Where's Benfica from? Spain. Portugal. 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 And I haven't watched it, but by all accounts, it's a fairly convincing win. Lacazette didn't play as far Theo as I'm Walcott aware. scored two goals in the first he half. He did. And the, I, you went on the episode where I said that they should leave him. Underrated. In Sydney. Yeah. Uh, and that's always been the problem with Walcott is that, I heard is that consistency. And I was having a conversation with someone on Twitter whose name did. escapes me saying that Theo Walcott's a great player, but it's what Theo Walcott are you going to get? Exactly. When he plays. Be like when Jared he, Hayne. Which Theo Walcott? Yeah. What? Well, today we got the good one, the one that scores two goals. Uh, other times you get one that does. But that sums up English, the English soccer team as it's in themselves. Mm. They they will turn up to a World Cup and be absolutely abysmal, and then sometimes they'll make the semi final. Yeah. So the That's, other goal scorers were, I think, uh, Iwobi got one. I love that name. 
Yeah, Alex Awebi. And he's had a great preseason. That's going to be great for him. Awebi sounds like a Star Wars character. Awebi. Obi-Wan Iwobi. Oh, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what from. you're thinking there. Well done, thank you. Uh, so their preseason continues. It's great off the back of a loss to Chelsea in uh, China, which they occurred. Got drilled. They got drilled. Uh, so they play Sevilla tomorrow. Hopefully they win that. Sevilla. My big Because I haven't watched the games, I was just impressed at how the, the preseason. I, it's the first time I've actually paid attention to the preseason. I, I love the beat up for the game. It means that the downtime between... The seasons is is so minimal, mm. and teams because it's such an international sport. Teams have such a great option of where they're going to go every year. They may go to different countries against reasonable football teams. So I compare it to something like the NFL preseason, where they play the same teams in their league. Obviously, the NFL is a much more physically demanding sport. Some would argue, uh, but yeah, I love the preseason. You have got fifty blokes playing a uh, fifty big units. Fifty two. And I just had a point about um, it gives young players or new players in a team a chance to play more than one or two games before the start of the regular season. For a coach, that's great because you can see what you've got. Mm. And I think it's not like Jared Hayne, who when he played for the 49ers, had I think two preseason games before the start of the regular season. One could argue that perhaps he could have showed more or learnt more of the game had he had a more soccer-style Pre-season where he had more chances to show. The guy loves a code change. He could go to soccer now that you pointed out. Next minute you'll see him somewhere yes. in, in London. And that's about all I've got for Emirates Cup. So we play tomorrow and we're nearing the start of the EPL season, obviously. That's a couple of weeks. Coming away. up. Um, I Just before we move on, that's the fastest I've ever finished a beer. That that stout was really, no, no, well, we were calling it a bock. A bock. A bock. That bock. It's quite smooth. Yeah. I smashed I'm that. about to I might have to signal Tim to get me another one. Yeah, dang. Thanks, anyway. Uncle Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so Wow! What's wowed us this week in sport, Miguel? Let's keep you going. So I'm gonna go a wow moment in a sport that hopefully I'll add some coverage to in the pod in the coming weeks. It's the NFL. Uh, I wouldn't call myself the biggest fan ever, but I do enjoy watching it. So my wow moment this week is gonna be titled Truly a Sportsman. Ooh. And so I've picked John Elway re-signing as the general manager for John the Elway. Denver Broncos. So he was in his playing career anticipated as one of the best NFL athletes in history. Mm. And long story short, I'll go into the long story in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. W- delivered on that thing. And in the NFL, in terms of draft, there's a lot of speculation about how good someone's going to be. Yep. Very often, they fall short of that expectation. No, 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 no. Often they fall short of that expectation. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm misunderstood. Yeah, yeah Elway they, was one of the rare people who they said yeah. would be great. And so he, as a player, he won two Super Bowls uh, against the Packers and against the Falcons. Sorry, Uncle Tim, he's trying to touch my crotch. No, he's trying to bock your crotch, I think, is what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, so he won one Super... Sorry, won two Thanks. Super Bowls. Uh, received MVP in Super Bowl 33. Uh, pretty impressive to make... I think they won two in a row. Oh, really? So they backed up, like you were saying about it's great to see the Sharks. Yeah, playing still playing well. Playing well yeah. to prove that it wasn't a fluke. He did that. Uh, he competed in five Super Bowls overall, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, for wow. a, I mean, there's only one quarterback at the moment who and would that rival that and that would be Tom Brady. Let Tom us Brady. guess. God damn it. <laughs> His name starts with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes, <laughs> rhymes with Rady. And he's still having had Peyton Manning as a quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Mm. I'm just hoping my good friend Jock Johnson doesn't listen to this and fire at yeah. me for 
giving incorrect statistics, but he still holds a lot of records, John Elway. So just in the regular season, he holds the records for, and these are just the pertinent ones for. Didn't want to check these yourself. Just went with what your friend Completions, pass attempts, passing yards, passing touchdowns, 300 passing touchdowns Mm. in his career. Most offensive yards, most total touchdowns, uh, and most total plays overall, which I think for an offensive player is Mm. pretty impressive. His win percentage at the end of his tenure as quarterback was 0.641. So I'm assuming with my rudimentary math skills that that's around 60%, Mm. which I think is really good for an NFL team. He then proceeded to become general manager of the Broncos after that. So he hasn't quit the sport after, you know, not after losing the the quarterback job. I don't know about these whole succession plans that they have. Well, MJ, I mean, Michael Jordan is without a shadow of a doubt the greatest basketball player of all time but and has gone on to own and like, Pull strings at Washington Wizards. Not sure they're doing incredibly well. But the, not that I'm aware of, no. But yeah. the the fact that he's taken over pretty unique. That stressful and like that that and kind of a, team that is supposed to win all the time. And he went, Yeah, no, I can I can take that on. Yeah. So as GM, uh, he led the Denver Broncos to four division titles, two AFC championships, and has been in two Super Bowls and won one. Mm. So you would say that that's a pretty impressive career. Mm. At a franchise Why did he become a general manager and not the coach, head coach? Oof That's a really, really, really great question And I'm hoping that Jock Johnson is listening Because he could answer that yeah, right. straight away so Or maybe we try and get Elway on the pod next week I'm at, I'll oh, email easy, him I think Easy so. done they're, they're not doing much He wouldn't be busy yeah. oh, It's the off no. season so just send right. it, He just drop us a line, I'll read it out Also, not a bad looking bloke I'm, no, I'd go there. He's aged well. I mean, I don't actually know how, well. how old he is. He has a striking resemblance. I was talking to the P doctor before to Donald Trump. Yes, yeah, and that's what loses me. Yeah. He doesn't look. No, he's got a great head of hair, and his eyes look trusting. I reckon that guy's been so successful. One, obviously, he's got an incredible athletic ability. But when you look at him, you're just like, all right. Yep. That you reckon we should do a eleven seventy one X play? Sounds great. I'll run wide. You throw it to me whenever you're ready. <laughs> T Rump. I mean, let's not get into that, but that no, guy, he looks a can of worms. He looks a shit mate. That's nah. right. So I was impressed and I thought, truly a sportsman, wouldn't you think? Uh, yes. Now I'm going to jump in, Doctor, before you do, so I was about it. My uh, big wow moment of the week was the New South Wales winning the women's set of origin. Teenage Jessica Striegless has scored a hat-trick or did score a hat-trick of tries on debut for New South Wales as they successfully defended uh, the Interstate Challenge title. Because we've now won it twice. Unfortunately, Queensland, even in the women's, was dominating for a long time. But we've now won it twice in a row. The Blues triumphed twenty-six, uh, sorry, twenty-two to six over Queensland in a high-quality clash at Wynn Stadium. Unfortunately, it was the curtain raiser. I think the NRL won that time. Uh, it was only New South Wales the second time since we uh, that we've won it since the uh, annual challenge was incepted in nineteen ninety-nine, and we claimed it last for the first time last year at the Gold Coast. 19-year-old winger Striegas starred with three tries for the Blues. I'm loving that last name, by the way. Striegas. Very powerful. Her fir- I'm probably reading it wrong. Her first came... That's almost <laughs> a certainty. <laughs> Her first came with the assistance of Gillaroo's fullback Samantha Bremner, who is actually a, a super or amazing legend, in the six minutes. And her second followed with uh, just five minutes later before her third was put down on the 61st. It was throughout the, uh, throughout the game. But just I love seeing those ladies push on and win. Especially when you see Ryan Sims captaining them. She just looks like such an epic legend. And she's now live commentating with Triple M, or was it ABC Grandstand? One of those two, 
on the um, touchline, which I'm loving right. as well, that we can finally see not just male players transitioning from playing into um, commentating, but we're also seeing to see some female players transitioning. That's my wow moment for the week. Definitely wow. P-Doctor, what do you got? Well, it sort of follows along with the uh, the women in sport league. Women in sport league? I, uh, <laughs> that should be Nondescript sport league. I am a lover of all sports, so it's hard to pull down into one, mal- one wow moment, so I'll give you three. Pull us down. Let's call it a wowment. Wowment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The Matildas, the Australian women's soccer oh, team, yes. they had a win over the USA, which is a massive moment in women's soccer. Mm-hmm. It's been 29 games since we last beat the US. Oh, wow. Which is... We, put, we might totally play them. Man. We might play them once a year, if that. And and you say is like the Brazil of women's soccer, right? Like they they've are, won they are. a bunch yeah, of. They're, they're the current world champions. Yeah. It was twelve years since our last draw with the US. So the, <laughs> the women. Look at the stats on this guy. <laughs> the women last Just rattles them off. The women on Thursday uh, beat the US one 0 which was an amazing feat. So yep. was, that is an absolute huge wow moment. Where, Where was that the, game played? Do you know? Somewhere. Uh, it's a, Somewhere. It's a tournament of nations, they call it. So it's right. an indescript tournament. I can't mm. even work it out. The Asian Cup's coming up, which the US, I wouldn't think, would be involved. And then the World Cup's coming in 2019. So yeah. not sure what's going on there. I love that wow moment. Peter but Hunter. I just want to... Um, there's two more I want to announce. The Peter... Peter how is this guy allowed to pick? The, the, <laughs> Peter, the Peter Wallace tries, first try since the um, preliminary finals of last year. Or the 1,000th try of the NRL season was scored. 1,000th The 1,000th try scored by Peter Wallace, and he hasn't scored one since the preliminary final last year. So yeah, what's well, more of a milestone? I'm not sure. Mm, well, I'm surprised your robot head's got all those stats in it. I tell you. And then here's one for you. I think old mate scoring a try, uh, having not scored one for a long time, is that if that's what you're implying yeah, there. Is, is bigger? Pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Because the thousandth try is going to come every season, probably. Is it? I mean, I that's don't what know. I'm. Mm. Well, there you go. And here's one for the um, uh, listeners at home well, to go and the Tigers YouTube. Will be responsible for most of those. <laughs> was a Yankees player celebrating a win oh, yeah. over Tampa Bay, oh, shit, and man. was so zealous was that huddle that he lost a tooth. Someone had banged into his mouth, and he <laughs> lost a front tooth. So have a look at that on that's um, a YouTube. Shit way to end the game. Well, is it? So no, I reckon that's an excellent way to celebrate. I think if you there's a there's a big um there's in some cultures if you have a missing front tooth that's a and I'm assuming that the win. Yankees culture is not one of those. Well, well, did, wasn't the Euronation really big on that? Yep. Am if you that yeah, if you're missing a front tooth, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it shows and in fact, initiation. So you're a next I think, level. Okay. The dude who turned up to Captain Arthur Phillip, I think, was missing one as well, which is why he and Benelong got Showed, on so well at yeah. the beginning. Anyway, there's some weird trivia that it's probably incorrect. Now, have you got another 900 wow moments or are we done with your wow moments? I'll cut it to three each week (laughs) from now on. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. So what have we been, what's stung your interest this week? You've been watching like an eagle hawk. Doctor, I'll keep you you going. Okay, it's been... (laughs) Now you've got nine. Okay. again, Again, a segue into that was... Something that's been going on forever is the pay disputes between the cricket oh, and the NRL. Like we can't, we're not going to get stuck into the detail, but I'm not sure where I stand on this because obviously the NRL and both Cricket Australia have just signed massive contracts in regards to revenue with TV rights TV and rights. the rest of it. Yep. But them then wanting to cap 
what the players receive. I don't know if it's greedy on the governing body's behalf or yeah. if it's a player's behalf. But seriously, I don't want my season, my summer of cricket, to be ruined by a few absolutely I think wealthy a lot of people don't want stingers that. who get paid a buttload of money already mm. to say, "I want more money." And that's where... And they say it with that inflection. There, yeah. there are Just some, like that, Dave. They sound like you're back in the room. There are some... Fucking rabbitos. <laughs> there are some key points that are stick, like um, points of contention when it comes to um, maternity leave for the women cricketers. Mm. Yep. And they're ones that are need to be, yeah, need to be discussed and put on the board. Yep. But the fact that you're not going to get an X amount of revenue or if you're getting... They get paid more than $1.2 million a season, some of these top players, and they want more. So I just don't know where to stop. I just think that it's all about perspective. And I think the longer you would play professional sport at that top level, yeah, your perspective you lose. would lose. Yes, People would. would kill to play a sport that we assume that you love and you get paid more than enough money than you'll ever need yes. to live a happy mm. life, to ask for more to me. Okay, I'll go the other side. I'm going to come I right out with and you, say but... that you just. Don't be greedy. I mean, it's essentially greed. That's that's how I feel about. Yeah. Okay, but I'll, okay, I'll go the other side. So we're now in a in a time in society in which sport generates more money than ever before. Is it fair that Coke or KSC makes all of this money, not the people who are actually doing it? Shouldn't shouldn't whoever is generating the interest and all of the amazingness get more and more of the value, considering there's more and more cash in it? That's a great point. Well, there's a KFC and the Coke are paying. They're giving the money to the yep. to the league. They're also gaining they're it from making, the sponsorship. Of course, if cricket was crap, they wouldn't invest any money in it. But it's got to be well distributed, and mm. I don't think the players are being unfairly treated. But again, yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. You the might ins think and outs that the way it. they carry on that they think they're being unfairly treated, yeah. but I don't think that's the case. But I do like the solidarity of all of the NRL players sticking together and going, "We want this result." <laughs> Not Brisbane. Do you hear Wayne Bennett? Like wouldn't oh. let any of the players wear their green armbands. Yeah, because of it. But that's Wayne Bennett. Wow, that guy. I mean, the solidarity implies that there is something that needs to be addressed, I feel. Mm. If it's just a few people kicking up a stink, perhaps it doesn't need to be addressed. But if it's an overwhelming groundswell of players yeah. feeling yeah. like they deserve a better or different yes. deal, yeah, maybe it's, yeah. then that tells you perhaps as a someone in the governing body that something needs to be at least talked about, like a dialogue opened. The interesting thing I read in the paper was that India TV people were starting to get really shirty with the whole thing that it should have been resolved by now because they've obviously, I mean, outside influences like, oh, what are they called, Star TV or whatever it was called, is investing millions of dollars into that into those rights to yep. film it. And yet we might not even turn up to Bangladesh. So yes, and England, England have said they won't come out if our players aren't, haven't got contracts to sign for the Ashes this year, which is massive. Yeah. So I mean, I mean the Ashes would never not happen, but well, here we are. Well, you just feel a, a second. Have you seen the ads for the Ashes? By the way, team. they're excellent. No, I haven't yet. Oh man, it's Steve Smith walking. Well, they're through. not paying players at the moment, so they've got a lot of money to spend <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking out of the S- what appears to be the member stand the SCG, but then he ends up like in all parts of Australia, and people are like coming out of their cab. And whatever clapping looks great. Yeah. Uh, Just before we move on from that, we'll, we'll take us because you're going to do the next but one. But also so. that uh, this may not be the best time in league, at least, for players to to fight for part of the revenue from the rights because the club, one would argue, sorry, not the club, the league itself is not being managed that well mm. in terms of finances. So maybe you'd wait until it's a lot more stable to then ask for. When's it been really stable? 
Never, but you know, we mm. hold hope. But they've just signed the re- they've just signed a massive TV contract. But how how want, long is that want, for? I mean, that comes to they end. want their hands on that, so I that's what they're saying. But I so. I was told the cash from that's already gone. They're already asking right. for loans off. Oh, I don't know the whole thing. I mean, the other thing is, how do we all know? Because there's nothing exactly. We're all reading no. what Buzz Rothfield wants us to read. Miguel, tell me what you've been watching like an eagle hook. Uh, I've been watching for a while now, actually. It's, it's betting ads and the whole affiliation in the NRL with. Ads during the games, yeah, the betting, right. the common um, story around the campfire yeah. is that we should be getting rid of them because so many kids it's watch. It's the cigarettes of the 20 Yeah, I mean, the kids kids watch the game. I remember watching it as a kid also, never watching betting ads. I think people underestimate the effect that seeing these ads, you know, every weekend, if you watch every yep. weekend game, have on, on the normalization of gambling on not just NRL but any sport. And we have sandwich bits at the end of this, which might, I mean, it sounds stupid, but that might also be a product see, we because think we that, think that's normal. Yeah, like we you think bet that's normal and, and it's normal for us. I mean, I don't bet particularly often, but if I did put a bet on, I would not think that that's... A cash bet. Yeah, like a like a TAB or a sports... I don't use sports bet, but I, I rarely bet. But if I did, I wouldn't think that that was weird. I think in Australian culture, the normalisation of gambling in general is, yeah. is pretty dangerous mm. for a lot of people, particularly people that can't as they grow up, monitor that thing. And I know that Tom Waterhouse, we spoke about earlier, not on the pod, but was wildly unpopular, just popping up in every break in the game. Yeah. Obviously been bought by William Hill. The, the realisation I came to this week, which is not all that surprising, is that none of them pay income tax or very little income tax, which sort of adds, adds insult to injury. I feel like league is steeped in a lot of controversy already in terms of players behavior off the field yeah. i think there's a lot of you know go back to someone like tim simona from the tigers got dumped well that's, that's awful but even even um domestic violence and oh, right. things like that drugs yeah. i think it's already in terms of appealing to a younger generation really has a lot of trouble to have gambling ads in every mm. every break in the game is just awful for it and i all you know you think it, I, I mentioned it in episode six Brookvale Oval is called Lotto Land. Yeah. Like it just that to me signifies the the whole reach. That, the reach that these mm. gamblers The next Tigers players need a job and Joel Kane has found his niche in the yeah. sports bet market. So yeah. the next Tigers player. Yeah. And I just I, I, I had one more point, and it was that we talked about just in the last segment, perhaps the NRL is not being managed financially very well. I'm sure that they get a lot of money from oh. William Hill and Sportsbet to to broadcast and even TAB to so give the Fox. Odds. And so while they may want to get rid of them, perhaps they can't. But the same, I mean, the same, they did the same with the Winfield Cup. I mean, that whole thing was sponsored by it. They had a yeah. huge amount of cash coming from cigarettes. You watch any of those games in the 80s, 90s, that's all you can see on the side. Well, the cricket was sponsored by Benson and Hedges, Benson and Hedges. if I'm not so, mistaken. Yeah. As a you child, I thought off. that was synonymous with cricket. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the Winfield Benson Cup. Benson and Hedges was, was cricket. Yeah. Yeah. But. Never smoked one, though. The other bizarre thing, though, is. Sure, you haven't. So. It's so rugby league centered in that I I used to have a friend who was a lawyer for the um for the tab and she was saying most of their money obviously comes from the track from horses and dogs but the next biggest factor into their money making thing is rugby league and what we and we, AFL way down the line there's no money coming in because it's in. pitched at every and I would be lying to you if I said that I haven't sat there during an NRL game watched some sports bet where there's some promotion on you know you make yeah. a certain bet and you get 
Oh, dude, you were you throwing some stupid bets on for during the state of origin. Stupid, stupid, but I haven't been tempted to just get the app, <laughs> and now it's so easy because yeah. you don't have to walk your fat ass up to the tab thing. <laughs> Do it on your phone. And put it in there. You just get on your app, and, and you can funnel money from PayPal or like wherever see, else. I don't know if this is what you're trying to say, but I'm the same in that I, always, I deliberately don't download those apps because I am worried that the advertising will eventually crack me. Yeah. And I, I deliberately only ever put TAB bets on because I have a fat ass and it's difficult <laughs> to walk it up there. And so sometimes I bet on like state of origin things and I, and I put one at the beginning of the year to, for the Tigers to win because I'd love to be that guy on the news that like puts on <laughs> money at the I beginning of the year. I would love to clarify and say that I don't have anything against betting at all. I think it's a recreational, yeah. not pursuit, but activity. That That's is, not what is, you were saying. No. You were saying you're worried about the amount of betting that is involved. It's the normalization in, of betting, betting on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. So I would walk my fat ass up to the tab during yeah. origin and put on stupid fat ass bets. Yeah. But that's a one-off or maybe once, two, three times a year. Yeah. Max, I don't walk up to it when I'm watching a game every time and put a bet on. And I'll, I also confidently say that I don't do that because of advertising, but I'm worried that the that advertising generally causes problems with gambling. Yeah, so that's what I've been Great. watching. I do wonder about the positive influence of it though, being able to... What positive influence? Actually... Work out the ratios between favorites yeah. and so there, there could be there a there could be an economic there could be a mathematical favorites. So just give that information out. It could be financial. There could be financial awareness. You've got to give that opportunity <laughs> for people to um, experiment a little bit. You can so teach the public. You never know. Okay, well let's move on. I wanted to talk about something that I found on Twitter uh, that I'm now watching like an eagle hawk. An excellent bloke named Mitch Doyle at Mitch underscore ninety. Uh, has his own rugby league pod called the NRL Boom Rookies, Boom Rookies, which you should get around. He also works, I think, for the NRL. He came up with some stats around rookies. <sighs> rookies used and games they've played in by NRL teams this in the last two years. So rookies used in the last two years by NRL teams. Obviously, the one topping that list is the Knights. Second from the bottom meaning use the second least amount of newbies over the last two years, is the Sharks, which isn't too much of a surprise because they won a comp last year and so you need to keep the same people in the field. But the second most and least is really unusual. Who do you think is the second most? Second most rookies. Second most rookies in a year. Broncos? Excellent guess. Dash, terrible guess. Most rookies, you're going with Storm. Oh, because of them having... People out for things. Oh, yeah. and that makes sense for the Broncos, actually. No, Roosters. Wow. Would you believe the Roosters have the no, you, second you most? You wouldn't believe that. And they're third on the table. Least amount? or sec- Yeah, least amount of rookies this year. Give us a clue. Nope. Least, oh, it's a Sydney team. There's a clue. Tigers. Least amount of rookies. Rabbitos. Drunk, mate. Eels. Right. So bizarre. Anyway, where do you think the Tigers are on this list? Somewhere in the creamy middle, perhaps. Well, number four, <laughs> if I'm shut down like that. If I'm mistaken, which I am. You are. The, the shitans are number four. We're sixth. 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 <laughs> You're getting spit all over your face. I would have just found, I would have thought that we would have been way further up the top. I feel like we're constantly putting up newbies. Anyway, mine was nowhere near as contentious as betting or as uh, P-Dogs ones, so that's me done. Tipping results. Shit. Uh, how did we go? Well, we were all exactly the same except for Melbourne and Manly, I thought. Yeah, I think so. Uncle Tim will probably verify that fairly And so I think I was shortly. down one. You and I were – Miguel Sanchez and I were even after last week, but I think I'm now down one. So where do I start? You start on zero. I, I must have got eight that first round. Seven. 
Oh, no, no, first round, get out of it. We, um, we all went for the Cowboys, didn't we? Uncle Tim likes, looks like he's got some information that he wants to share with us. So... He said so. Rabbits and Raiders. You all went Raiders. Is there any... The only one that we had different, right, is yeah. Melbourne and Storm. No, yeah. <laughs> Melbourne and Storm. Melbourne. Oh, Roosters Cows. Roosters Cows, you went Cows. You went... Roosters. So oh, high five Chiefs. to that. Right. Yeah. No. Boys, boys, boys. Wow. Genius. Sorry, it's a big T. There's one more. Big T. Yeah, I also went Manly instead of Storm. Yeah, okay, good. So I'm yeah. down two. Down two. Oof. Stitched up. Okay, well, let's look at the rest of the tipping. Thursday this week, round 22, the Bulldogs play Paramatasala. At ANZ State. It's going to be Parramatta. Bulldogs are continuing the slide down the ladder. Well, I'm not going to encourage Bulldogs to win, so Parramatta for sure. Yeah, I'm also taking Parramatta. That's another great reason to tip Parramatta. <laughs> Friday, the uh, pub match at 6 o'clock at the SCG, would you believe, is the Dragons versus South. Oh, that's going to be tough. I'm going to go the Dragons. I'm going to go I can see well. Johnny. I can see Johnny Raper playing at you the SCG. You also haven't been telling us who you're tipping. Yeah, no, team. I took I took you, you Parramatta as well. Okay. And I'm also going to take St. George in this one. Uh, the second game that night is the Cows and the Storm. It's at 1300 Smiles Stadium. I'll go Storm. No brainer. Storm. I can't go past Storm. Same again. Is Cam Smith playing this week? This is a really Did cool you want to stay in this? Um, 135th game. 135th. 351st. 351st game. Uh, Newey. And the Warriors, the first game on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Oh, is this a lock for you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like me to not lock this one, would it? No, I'm going to go Newcastle. I think winning that against love the it. Dragons is, is great. And I just love to see Newcastle having fun when they play. <laughs> this one's at home. They haven't won an away game for a bunch of years, but or I think it's only since like round 23 in some year. But the uh, Warriors hate winning away. Do so they? It does it's not a good preference for them. It does tip slightly towards Newey. How are you feeling? I'm. Come on, take I'm a going, chance. I'm going for the Knights only because I feel that if they can put a bit of pressure on the Tigers to win a few more, it'll be better for everyone. Now, I'll tip for the Tigers, so I'm tipping the Warriors. Uh, at 5.30 that day, we've got the Shitans and the Shronkos. Having just come out of a... Convincing loss to the Tigers. It's got to be Broncos. Oh, I wish this could be nullified this round. Yeah, they both die. Can I just um, call a draw? They'll play for... You can tip a draw. <laughs> tip a draw. <laughs> I'm going for a draw. That's the best tip ever. I'll take the Broncos. <laughs> but I kind of want to tip a draw too. Uh, Sharks and Canberra. This one's at in the Shire. And they're both coming off wins this... This week. Yes. What stadium they're are they playing at? Both. They're playing at Southern Cross Group Stadium. Worst oh, right. name ever. These stadiums. Oh, they changed their name suck. recently. I've listened to the podcast a few times and they've been. It's, uh, what are the, this week in league calls it a recri- Reclaim Australia Stadium. Yeah. Is it Shark Park? Is that just another name for uh, Shark that's, Park? That's an old one, big yeah. guy. Yeah. Southern Cross Group Stadium. You're taking Cornell or you're taking the Raiders? I'm taking Raiders because their victory was more convincing than. And you love them. <laughs> I'm going to go the Sharks I love milk So I'll t- what can I say <laughs> I'll take the Sharks too uh, Sunday And that's the first time We've ever tipped against Mike The Sunday we've got Manly again Playing a 2 o'clock game 
And Tiger's playing the four o'clock game. That's three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else starting to see? That I love weird? seeing you Quality. boys at four o'clock. So yeah. it's not so bad. Quality for me. football. Anyway, Manly's playing at Lotto Land against the Roosters. What do you think? Roosters for sure. I don't want to tip either of these teams, but. I'm going to go races as well. Yeah, if we could do the anti-Knights one where everybody has a bad time and everybody comes <laughs> off with injuries. Uh, I'm going to have to tip. Well, I keep ticking, tipping Manly and they Manly got absolutely so. fucked up this week. So I'm just, I can't remember a friend and Cordner and those guys are going to be back. Anyway, I'll take the Roosters as well. And the uh, Penrith Panthers will come up against the Mighty West Tigers at Pepper Stadium at the four o'clock game. West Tigers. I'm a bit worried about the jaw playing so well at the moment. <laughs> So, but I'm never going to tip Nathan against Vera. the Tigers. Yeah, that'll be great. And they also, uh, we watched them absolutely destroy us in like round two at Seatown, didn't we, the Doctor? Was that yeah, this year? Yeah, that was this year. And Moylan just... Oh, that was depressing. That was apart. that was when um, Moses had socks that he'd cut off oh, and yeah. it looked horrendous. Yeah. And the kicking game was... Worse than the socks. Whole, worse than the socks. Yeah. It was unbelievable. There were balls out in the full. There were the only good part of that game, I think, was that you and I snuck up into the nice seats, yes. like a rich people. Yes, that's right. Uh, but weirdly, with that Penrith and West game, there are a number of connections between the Panthers and Tigers outside of the Cleary family. Because as you might know, Ivan Cleary is coaching at the moment, and his son, the great jawline, is uh, halfback for him. Elijah Taylor will line up against the coach that dropped him to reserve grade. Uh, while Dallin Watin Zelezniak will play against his brother Malachi <laughs> yep. in the same season, uh, which is the first time that's ever happened. And the Tigers' chief executive, Justin Pascal, is another who also used to call Penrith the home and moved to Concord. Weird. That's Weird. This week. Hey, uh, let's do this. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Luck of the week. How did our locks go last week, gentlemen? Not great for two weeks in a row. Rubbish. Oh, that's so close. Looking here. That's great because the one that you bet on a sport that no one watches, tell us how it went. Yeah, the uh, Brewers got up by one run. What sport is that? Major League Baseball. And what is their hometown? Oh, doctor. (laughs) Where the Brewers come from? Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, Anyway. <clears throat> Keeping track, I hope, of this uh, Uncle Tim. I'm locking the LA Dodgers to beat the San Francisco Giants later on tonight. Very good. I'm locking Arsenal to beat Sevilla tomorrow morning. By how much? What's your line? 3 0. But also, I, that's not part of your lock because I didn't give a line. I just wanted to know what you thought. Thanks. And since this whole idea of lock isn't so strong and it doesn't really lock it together. I'm just going to go for... All of my locks have been excellent. You should be locking something. Yeah, you're, stipulate you're in a different... lock of the week, the shoe-in of the week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the five-star silver shoe. bullet special. <laughs> I, I think we should go down that line. But the Swans are going to beat Geelong, which is going to be our lock of the week. Oof. Everybody, please put a lot of money on it because you can't bet bet big, win big, but also gamble responsibly because we... Uh, I love that. Mm. Uh, sandwich bets. I nope. know Miguel is... Uh, Still in the hole. I owe you one, Doctor, from last week because you said Desi will be in the... so uh, good. This week I'm betting that I will hook three locks of the week. In a row. Well, so. this will be my third and... and anyone, hook generally means bad, so let's... Okay, I will bag my third lock of... No, know. like bad, like if you hook something, that's not great. Ah, uh, I mean hook as in like I'm going to get it. Like you're fishing, like Rex Hunt? Sure, sure, okay. You're going to take it? No, fuck no. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to take it. All right. 
<laughs> what about four locks? I'm allergic to your shitty uh, sandwich bedding. No. Go for five and then we're talking. Five locks in a row? Yes. I'll take five. You watch when he takes European handball in <laughs> next week. Or I, golf. I've got the um, International Tennis Federation on my side to uh, make sure there's no match fixing. I will make a sandwich bit when I'm out of the hole. of sam- well, Out of the hole. Yeah, the absence of sandwiches that I have now. I also, want, tide. I also want all the listeners to know that we You've got to bet some to lo- win some. That's right. Well, that, was the, yeah, well, that was the <laughs> philosophy that led me to lose three sandwiches in the last two weeks. Uh, have you got any that you wanted to throw up? I've got a lock. I'm going to repeat it again, especially after the Hawks beats. I feel like that's a fairly risky lock. After the... Um, no, somebody's locking. The Hawks... This, this is a sandwich. The Hawks beats the Swans this week. I'm going to say that they will scrape the eight. Mm. Were you saying that? last week that they wouldn't scrape the eight and you've switched? Yep. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter. was saying they haven't. I was saying last week that they wouldn't, but this after this, but after they beat the greatest team in the they'll AFL, that I think they'll make it. And when we they just win? paid a bit. Nope. Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know enough about AFL, so just like us in Major nice League Baseball, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> but I've still got another bunch to to. I've still got to get three more locks to get my sandwich off you. Anyway. Well, like most of Miguel's sexual partners, you'll be happy to know that we've finished. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks again. Oh, wow. Just got a message from Pat Picante. Thanks again to you two raging sports legends. Thanks also to the people <clears throat> Thanks also to the people listening, to the people who have liked us on Facebook, followed us on Instagram, and tweeted us on Twitter. Big mega thanks to our subscribers and anyone who has reviewed us on iTunes as that positively affects the robots that promote us on the iTunes store. And with that, please tune in next week to find the doctor who will look at shots at goal, missed, but we're still going to point. Miguel telling us about the excitement of watching people pretend to hurt themselves well enough to be given a chance to kick at a, a ball at a man wearing gloves. And from me explaining in a nauseating detail how the West Tigers will still win the NRL Premiership again. Talk to you then, sports best friends. <laughs> <laughs>